Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Well, we just completed an examination, and it was a cursory examination, as all these things are, of the book of 1 Timothy, Paul writing to his son in the faith, Timothy. And if you remember, the reason that he wrote him, he said was, you know, I really want to see you. I really want to visit with you. But in case I can't get there anytime soon, let me write these things to you to where you will know how the body of Christ is to relate to one another how we're to function together, how we're to live together. And so then he gave uh, just detail after detail after detail, commandments, instructions, insight, revelation uh, via the Spirit as to how we as the body of Christ are to live. And I tell you what, we would do well to give attention to this, folks, okay? (laughs) To give attention to this. Uh, Most of the, (coughs) well, let's put it this way, most churches that I know, undergo uh, different trials and tribulations. Well, that's because the Lord told us that, right? As a matter of fact, we're going to see uh, down the road that everybody who desires to be Christ-like, everyone who desires to be godly in Christ Jesus will undergo trials and tribulations. And so when we gather together, we can understand that the organism of the body of Christ will undergo that. But there's a lot of uh, like arguing and backbiting and all this sort of foolishness that's going on within the body. And we would do well to go to the source, the Word of God, First Timothy especially, and just read that and say, well, Lord, what is it you're trying to reveal to us right here? How is it that we should be behaving? I really think that so much could be addressed if we just paid attention to the Word. <laughs> There's a novel thought, right? So with that in mind, we're going to keep pressing on, and we're going to go to Second Timothy. In your Bible, you have First Timothy, you have Second Timothy. And Paul wrote 2 Timothy. He also wrote it to Timothy. But he's at a different time. He's in a different phase in his life, Paul is. And this letter has an entirely different feel to it. has an entirely different purpose. So let me just tell you what's going on with it, and then we'll explore it as we go along, okay? Uh, Paul is about to die, and he knows he's about to die. Uh, He doesn't know when. But uh, he's in prison again in Rome. This is the second time, not the, not the first time. And he's already had at least uh, one calling forth for the powers that be. And apparently it didn't go well. And he knew something was happening. And so he writes this letter to Timothy. And uh, it really has a, a, nearly a somber feel, melancholy feel to it. Paul is passing the baton Okay, he's passing the baton to Timothy. And yet while he's passing the baton, he has not lost hope. Okay? He knows, as a matter of fact, he'll describe later on in the letter that he's being poured out as a drink offering. He knows that his time is up. But then later on, he says, you know, come and see me as soon as you can. And try to come before winter and bring the cloak that I left there with a friend of mine and bring the books and bring parchment. And so even while... He knows that the the time of his demise is imminent, okay? He knows that. He also is still looking to the future, okay? He's looking to the future from the point of view, you know, just preparing, bring a cloak. It may be cold here. You know, bring this, bring that. But then 
he makes a phenomenal statement in this letter that, you know, his real hope and his real future, that he knows God's going to rescue him from all evil and that he's faithful and is going to rescue him and take him to heaven. So his real hope is in that which is yet to come in the future when he will be uh, rescued by the Lord and be in glory. And so in the passing of this baton right here, he continues to encourage and exhort Timothy. And so we'll see all this as we go along. So this is 2 Timothy chapter 1. Let's look at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus, verse 2, to Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, as I've mentioned several times before, and we'll continue to always mention, I guess, uh, we do well to give close attention to these passages that sometimes we just sort of blow through. You know, like the introduction, the introductions, the uh, begats, these passages that we just sort of read real quick and don't pay close attention to. Why? Because there's tremendous truth here. And so let's just look at this real quick. We're just going to look at these two verses today. Uh, Paul introduces himself at the beginning, which is the right opposite of how we do letters. You know, I don't know why we do that. Uh, you open a letter. If you actually get a letter from somebody, if you get an email from somebody, usually the name is at the end of it. You have to scroll down, look at the end, say, who's this written to me? You know, well, in, in the style here, he addressed himself at the beginning. He says, hey, this is Paul. He describes himself as an apostle of Christ Jesus. And he defends that in several places in the scripture. By this time, there was no reason to defend it. Okay? He was sent. He was a messenger. He was called by Christ, an apostle of Christ Jesus. And he was an apostle by the will of God. In other words, this wasn't something that he decided to do. This wasn't something that he pursued. This is what the Lord had done in his life. And we know this from the very beginning of what the Lord did with Paul uh, when Paul was saved on the road to uh, Damascus. Okay, And remember how he sent Ananias out there to pray for him? And Ananias said, no, I'm not sure about this guy. You know, he's the one that's got the papers to kill us. And the Lord said, yeah, yeah, I know. And then God said this, I must show him how he is going to suffer for me. Okay, So Paul knew from the very beginning that it was the will of God for him to do what he's been doing. And also it was the will of God for him to suffer. Okay, So anyway, he says, it's by the will of God that I'm an apostle. Then he said this, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus. He declares that true life only exists in Christ Jesus. Only in faith, only in belief, only in that transformed heart that the Lord Jesus Christ brings. And he says, you know what? I'm an apostle. I've been set forth with the gospel with this message. It's by the will of God. And the message is the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. Not the promise of life and religious activity in the law, but the promise of life in Christ Jesus. Now, Timothy would have known all this. Okay, He would have known this. But even from the very beginning, with an introduction, Paul is praising. Paul is giving thanks. Paul is teaching. Paul is imparting truth to what he calls in verse 2, my beloved son. To Timothy, my beloved son. Now, Timothy was not Paul's biological son. He was his son in the faith, as he called, I think he called him that in the first letter to Timothy. Okay, But now he's just is cutting through and saying, hey, you're my beloved son. I'm writing to you, my beloved son. Then look what he says to him. Grace, mercy, and peace. Again, folks, we would do so well 
if we spoke grace upon each other, if we spoke mercy upon each other, if we lived with grace and mercy before and with one another, how different things would be. But we, we don't even use that type of terminology in relationship to each other. We use it in relationship to God. We talk about how he pours forth his grace upon us, how he pours forth his mercy upon us. And, and what are those things? Well, mercy is the not receiving what you truly deserve. Grace is receiving what you don't deserve. Okay? So he's speaking this over his beloved son. He's speaking the grace of God the Father. How do I know that? Because of the rest of the phrase. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. He's speaking the grace of God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord upon Timothy. He's speaking the mercy of God the Father and the Lord Jesus. He's speaking the peace of God the Father and the Lord Jesus upon Timothy. From the very beginning... Folks, this is far more than just little pious platitudes at the beginning of a letter. There is power in the spoken word. We would do well to follow the practice of Paul and of Timothy and others that we see in the scripture right here. Uh, and to live this way and to declare these truths over one another. You know what? If you're speaking grace, mercy, and peace upon somebody, you're not going to be angry with them. You're not going to be mad. Sure, you may have to address issues. You may have to work things out. But it will be with the heart of the Savior rather than the heart of the flesh. It's an entirely different thing. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.